0: vision of my heart don't be all else to save them let us pray Almighty and merciful God Father Son and Holy Spirit your people come for instruction and guidance Almighty and merciful God we pray we pray that the instruction that is spoken is from you as acceptable in your sight. For if it is sent from you, then the people can hear. If they can hear, they can believe. If they believe, they can call on you, the one true God. And then they can be saved. It all comes from you, Lord. Please bless your people that have come to the sanctuary to worship you. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray for these things in this way. Amen. Amen. We are going to attempt to go through the gospel in a very simple way that we can understand For remember that those who Jesus called to follow him were but simple folk. They were fishermen in a time when people were pretty dramatically separated. So we have to be able to understand that this is before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And these people that are mentioned in scripture as the disciples of Jesus Christ are just like you and I, and like they were until the Holy Spirit enters us, there is where the change comes. So let's look at this gospel in this simple way. It clearly tells us in the gospel that this is the third time that Jesus has appeared to them. The first time was on Easter night when the disciples were locked in a room because of fear of those who had done this to Jesus would possibly carry out the same conduct against them. They were hid in fear. But Jesus did appear to them and he greeted them with peace, be with you. Well, one of them was not there. His name was Timothy, Thomas. And Pastor spoke about it last week. How Thomas wanted and demanded proof. And Jesus gave it to him. But again, at that time, in the second appearing of Christ, they were behind locked doors. Third time's different third time, you know, we have to understand from our own human nature when things are going a certain way, like they were for the previous three years, and they were with Christ and went everywhere that he went and saw the things that he did they were now without Christ. So they thought. And their instinct just like you and I would be Now we have to return to the life that we were living before we were called. They're not in a room this time. They're back at the Sea of Tiberias, which is Galilee, the Lake of Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. They're back at the same place, probably, maybe the very same place that Jesus called them. Scripture does not expand upon that, but It must be because their boat is there. Their nets are there. So their life had become so unraveled that they had to be able to conclude from human nature, we have to go back to where we were. Because where we are now, Jesus isn't present. I can't help but think that when you have seven people gathered together, because that's what scripture tells us, it was Peter, it was Thomas, it was Nathaniel, it was the sons of Zebedee, which is James and John, and two other disciples. There were seven of them gathered. Well, you know what happens when seven of us get together. We start remembering things and reminiscing things. I can't help but think that in their human nature... These disciples are reliving the three years prior, saying, You remember what he did with a couple of fish and a couple of loaves? He fed thousands of people. And here we are, hungry. We're hungry. The only option that they knew of at that time was going back to their past. When you were hungry, when they were hungry, they had one of two choices. Either get in the boat and catch some fish so you have something to eat or get in the boat and catch some fish and sell it to the markets so that you could have the resources necessary to satisfy your hunger. And it is Peter that at this one specific point says, I'm going fishing. And the rest say, you know what? We'll go with you. And they put out into the boats because this is what they had done. This was their experience. This is how they met their needs before Christ came into their life. And they put back out into the boats. And all of their experience that they had accumulated over the years and had been successful fishermen supplying for their households and their own personal needs, they come up empty. They caught nothing. And it's about a hundred yards out. So it's like from here to the playground where Jesus is standing and where the disciples are in the boat. And it had to be something, again, that they were familiar with because when you're supplying fish for the market, you don't fish during the day and then supply the fish at the market in the afternoon when nobody's buying. So they said overnight. No, you fish at night. So that you supply the market with the fish or for your own personal consumption in the morning. So again, they seen something that they were used to someone possibly from the market on shore, did you catch any fish? Because it would be their opportunity to bring their catch in and sell it to those, make it available to those who would take it to market, and they would be able to supply their own needs. So they didn't recognize that it was Christ asking them, do you have any fish? It was their remembrance of, well this is the way it used to be. And then the person standing on the shore said, cast your net to the right. They must have simply considered, you know what, we fished all night, we got nothing. Let's give it one more chance. And this time, the net was so full. And I can't help but imagine that again, in their character, especially the Apostle John, when he felt that net go into the water and 153 fish that were counted later, it had to move the boat. It had to move the boat. He knew something was different and he immediately again recognizes that this has got to be Jesus this don't happen any other way this is not normal and he simply makes the statement it is the lord and with that peter does something that makes me scratch my head he is in a boat and when john says it is the lord Jesus puts on a garment to jump in the water. That's not normal. That's not normal. You usually take off the garment to jump in the water because if you have something heavy on, it gets so waterlogged, you can't move. It fights you. It gives you so much resistance. It pulls you down. But you notice there's no place in this scripture that it mentions... That Peter had any fear or that he began to sink like he did the last time when he didn't trust the Lord. This time he puts on the garment. He jumps into the water. You know it has great resistance, but yet his faith had become to such a point that it was not challenged. And he and the boat and the fish being towed could make it all the way in to shore. And it was at that time that they all began to realize just who it was that was back in their presence. The Gospel message goes on to tell us that there was a nice fire. Well, after jumping in cold water in the morning, I'm sure Peter got pretty close to that fire. But it's also called the reinstatement of Jesus because of what happens after that. But again, here, they're being fed by the Lord. Not by their own hand. But Jesus had prepared a meal for them. A meal that would give them the energy and the sustenance that they were longing for. And afterwards, Jesus speaks to Peter and helps Peter clear his conscience. Peter, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs. And again, Jesus says to Peter, Peter, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Take care of my sheep. And then the third time, and scripture gives us the same assertion that it did when Peter denied Christ. He escalates each time. The third time he denied Christ, he shouted out and said, I don't know the man. And he's feeling that same anxiousness inside. When Jesus asks him the third time, he becomes unsettled. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Peter is being transformed that he will never be a fisherman again, but he will be a shepherd. A shepherd to take care of the lambs, to take feed the lambs, take care of the sheep, and to feed the sheep. He's being given new instruction. And so it shall be with the other six. In the very near future, In the Congregation of Holy Cross, there is a book that is being worked on. It really had no name or title to it. Until at least Saturday morning in my own mind. As I was praying and asking Almighty God, What is the message that you want placed in front of your people? I recently had this conversation concerning this book. And when I woke up Saturday morning during the night in prayer, I seen a chart of a body. You know, like when you go to the doctor's office, the anatomy of the body. And that's what I heard the Spirit say, this book that you will be able to have very, in the very near future is the anatomy of the body of Jesus Christ at Holy Cross. And what's going to be the content of that book is every part of the church that needs your service. So each and every one of us are given instruction by Almighty God. This is how I want you to serve me. And in this book, we're going to see that one of the ways we can serve our Lord is to pull weeds around the church. One of the ways we can serve our Lord, be instructed by him, is to pass out and be greeters. Pass out bulletins. Welcome people. Bring the offering forward. Communion assistants, lay readers members of church council, all of these things God is saying to us. I have instruction for you on how I want you to serve me in the anatomy of the body. Today, we are going to have the opportunity to have Jesus serve us a meal. Just the same way he offered breakfast to those disciples. And when we leave the table of the Lord, notice it always is an after the meal. On Monday Thursday it was after the Passover feast. Then Jesus gave specific instruction. So when you leave the meal. This morning, I would encourage you to go back to your seat, recognize that Jesus calls your name the same way he called Peter, the same way he called Brett, the same way he called Michael, the same way he calls each and every one of us. Do you love me? And then he will give us our instruction on how he wants us to serve in the body of Christ. A simple way to look at a gospel message that shows that we are connected completely to it. And the way that our Lord and Savior calls us to participate in that which we call the body of Christ.